Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. This summer, there's only one trusted place that lets you get in on all your favorite sports betting action. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Or text BET now to 238-669. That's B-E-T-N-O-W to 238-669 to receive your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines this summer. From Major League Baseball to the Women's World Cup and all things U.S. BetOnline.ag has you covered. Visit BetOnline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code PODCAST1. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Season's greetings from all of us at the Dan Patrick Show. Only the best people work on holidays. Dan and the Danettes are off. This is what we do for the holidays. <laughs> but the Dan Patrick Show continues straight on into 2020. Uh, who here has their house decorated? Yeah, we got all kinds of special things that we have like around the door. And can you bring in a picture? Flakes. Yeah, I can take a picture. Yeah, he brings in a company <laughs> to decorate his house for Christmas. I, I think I'm less lazy, more just I just know my limitations, and I can't. Uh, you can't. Hang Hang some, something up and another man can. That's correct. But the playoffs are approaching, and college bowl season is here. From the Mercedes-Benz Studios in Los Angeles, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio, Christmas Eve. And it's also Lakers-Clippers Eve as well. Jason Smith, Rob Parker. In for Dan and the Dan. That's day two of Hanukkah as well. That's right. It's a day two. We got, we, we got a lot to celebrate. We got Ryan Hollins coming up in about 15 minutes, former Clipper. Now does radio here with us at Fox Sports Radio, does TV all over the place, Does is a Clippers analyst. We'll take a look at Lakers Clippers with him. Uh, but obviously the story of the night coming into today, it was supposed to be the Kirk Cousins game. It was not the Kirk Cousins game, which we'll get to in a couple of minutes. At least it was a Kirk Cousins game in my mind. But something we haven't gotten into a lot today that, that I want to talk about for a couple minutes is after the Packers won last night, you know, they, they manhandled the Vikings, 23-10 is the final. The Vikings are really not competitive in the second half in this game. Are you, are you, a little, you were a little mixed on the Packers after watching that game. Does it change you, your opinion of the Packers at all? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I right? mean, they, they, were, they were a team that, that still had too many question marks, but last night I think you saw everything – at the peak of their powers, and this is where they should be at okay. the end of the season. You saw the defense dominate the way they did. Um, you saw Aaron Jones, which now this Packers team is now Aaron Jones-driven. It's not Aaron Rodgers-driven. It's Aaron Jones-driven. He's dynamic, and when he's won five games all by himself this year with 200-plus yard performances, he's got 19 touchdowns. I mean, this is the guy that makes the offense go. When they give him the football, good things happen. He needs to get the ball more than 10 to 15 times a game. to get more touches than that, but he is that dynamic a player. And we talked about that, listen, it's kind of like when Elway got Terrell Davis at the end of his career and started winning Super Bowls. This is where Aaron Jones is for Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers, he's had a good season. He's been an Aaron Rodgers, but he's only got three 300-yard games. They win last night despite the fact he didn't throw a touchdown. Third time this year they've won a game where he had to throw a touchdown. I think that's an impressive stat. It really is because you, you said it before. Coming into this year, when Aaron Rodgers didn't throw a touchdown, was it four and ten coming into this four year? Four and ten when he didn't throw a touchdown. And, now they're and this and year they're three and zero, yeah. and it tells you the team is more balanced and have more things going. And down there, he has a running back who can get into the end zone. 
That that's all the difference. Look, he's never had a running back this dynamic. They've had they've had get by running backs and guys that well, let's try to get by here with Ty Montgomery and move him from wide receiver to running back. And hey, look, we we hit lightning in a bottle for four weeks. But now it's we we have a loaded fully loaded team that can we can win a defensive struggle we can win a game where we have to run the football and now if we need to Aaron Rodgers can still be that quarterback that that can throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns he hasn't needed to and he hasn't done it this year but this shows you now the the balance of of power as far as importance to the offense it's Rodgers has kind of taken the one a spot to Aaron Jones because he's the guy that's making this team go no no doubt about it and and it's about winning we talk about it all the time and Aaron Rodgers he said all the right things we got a new young coach right mm-hmm. and the coach younger than him yeah <laughs> I mean seriously what do you think kid here's an accomplished quarterback who's won a couple of MVPs won a Super Bowl has the uh, best quarterback rating of any quarterback in the history of the National Football League, has the best touchdown to interception ratio, uh, and by, by far better than any other player quarterback who's ever played in the National Football League. So when you look at all that stuff, and that he would be willing to take a back seat, and he has another guy here who can, who's a touchdown machine, and they're winning, they won a division again, and uh, they got a chance. The last time that they and, – and here's the other part, the stat that jumps out at you. And if you're still not buying into the Packers and you think it's smoke and mirrors and you really haven't watched them closely, 8-1 and one against teams with a winning record this year. I think that speaks volumes, which, of course, is by far the best record in the NFL. And you know how hard it is to beat good teams. Mm-hmm. So for the Packers to be able to do that, they swept – the Bears this year, they swept the Vikings, and then they have the Lions. If they win uh, the last game of the year against the Lions, they will swept swept the NFC North. They had that outlier against the Chargers, though, which is one of those. Wait, well, what it, happened there? No, but. it was a bad game. That one, they would have had two really bad games. Mm-hmm. Remember, they came to California both times. 49ers never got off the plane, and the Chargers never got off the plane. They were just bad, and uh, they lost both of those games. And the other game they lost was the Eagles. When the Eagles were desperate, their season was on the brink. They came in to, to, uh, to Lambeau, and they beat the Packers. Yeah, look, look, and they, look, they beat them by a 12-3, look, you're going to lose three games, right? What, what say, every right. team is going to win three games. Every team is going to lose three games. Now, what do you do with the other ten? That, that, that's kind of where it is. But, no, this, this team is now complete, and it's, it's Aaron Jones-driven. Now, before we get to Kirk Cousins, something that, that's getting a lot of attention here, the handshake. At the end of the game last night, Matt LaFleur and Mike Zimmer. The game, look, the game had been over for a little while because the Vikings could muster no offense against the Green Bay Packers. Matt LaFleur is a young coach. He just clinched winning the division. And Mike Zimmer comes to midfield, and usually at the coaches, they shake hands, they hug, they whisper something to one another. Sometimes the conversation goes another five or six seconds. Sometimes it's just a handshake. Sometimes a handshake and a hug. Right. And Zimmer just comes up and gives the quick, and turns and and runs away. And I thought that was a little low class. The guy just went, yes, you lost, right? But show some class when you go. The game is over now, and I get that you have a lot of emotions going on. You're upset. That was a huge game. You're you're upset how how it went. I get it. But this is not your first game coaching in the National Football League. You've coached a long time. This is how it works. You shake hands. You you, you correct. Unless something happened during the game, which you want to yell at the coach for, like your Jim Harbaugh running down the field going, hey, great game, man. Unless something like that happens. That was the Jim Schwartz. That was Jim Schwartz and Harbaugh. Yeah, when he comes, hey, great game, man. Covering that game, he was so pissed. 
Because you remember the 49ers won the game on the last play right. at the goal line. Mm-hmm. And, Sw- and the Lions were, were rolling back then, and Schwartz was was bummed out. Yeah. If this was Belichick or Andy Reid or Mike Tomlin, people would be losing their minds. What kind of handshake is that? No, Mike Zimmer's got to show a little bit more class than that. Hey, congrats. Great game. Congratulations. Going, don't that's go all with. right. You don't have to no. hug the guy. You don't have to be in love with him. But that if you're going to do the handshake that Zimmer did last night, don't even bother. Wave to the coach. You've seen that before mm-hmm. where you just wave, right? wave and go to the locker room. And go to the locker yep. room and just go, all right, I got you. Hey, I, game, I got it. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's better than going over and giving somebody – it ain't even a dead fish. I don't even know what that was. That was like a fish on a hook because he pulled it back so quick he barely touched skin. Yet nobody wants to go congratulate the other team after a game. Nobody wants to do that. But you go do it, especially after you get your butt kicked like that. But everybody does. Look, as a, as a, as a youth soccer and softball coach, I know. We lost our team, not to equate this with the National Football League, but just how everybody knows. I coached my daughter's team. We were undefeated, right? And we lost in the semifinals. Wow, we I got, I had to hurt. We got ripped, right? It was like 8-4. They were the better team. Girls on my team were crying. They're so upset what happened. But I said, we got to go shake hands. We go. And and do I want to shake hands with everybody? They're all running through the line like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. The other coach is happy. He's looking at me going, yeah, we got you. But you go shake hands and go, coach, congratulations. Go win the championship. Congratulations. I mean, I didn't want to do it, but you got to do it because that's how you do it. That's how you show class and you, and you show your teammates and you show the girls how to act. And, look, Mike Zimmer, not that he needs to show the way for other players, but, you know, look, there's cameras on you. And you look like a sore loser. That, like that, you're someone uh, – you're, you're still 11-4 and four and going to the playoffs – and it just didn't work out for you at home. I get it, but this is not your first rodeo. Right, and and and, that, and that's the way to do it. Basically, like you say, it's on camera. Everything is recorded now. So you need to be like, remember that, that people are looking, and you're right. It comes off as a sore loser, all right? Because if you would have won the game, you would have been out there for the handshake. It would have been a great hey, exactly. get, I'll shake hands with anybody. Exactly. So you can't have it both ways. And that was a bad uh, a bad look for Zimmer on that, big time. Now, when you did it uh, with the soccer team. Oh, that was tough. It was bad because you had peanut butter on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. No, it was just a couple weeks ago. Is that it right? was tough. It was tough. Look, and every day since, something was there stuff I could have done during the game. The last thing I want to do is go shake hands because everybody else is happy and my girls are crying. I got to find a way to pick them up and everything else. But you go do it because that's how, that's how it works. And I know the coaches – He's, he's saying blank you to me because it's like, yeah, you didn't lose a game all year, and I got you here. I got it. And, right, like, and, and okay, you good too. All right, great. I'll, but I'll shake your hand. Hey, great game. That's how it works. And now, not quite the night that Kirk Cousins had, which is supposed to be the Kirk Cousins game, which didn't turn out that way. But that was according to you. I tried to warn you, you yesterday. Did. You did. You did. Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. I said last night was going to be the Kirk Cousins game. It was going to be the night where he flipped the narrative. 0-8, primetime games, couldn't beat good teams. It was all set for him, a home game, everything at stake. Yes, no Dalvin Cook, but this should have been a game where they come out on fire with a chance to win the division, with a chance for home playoff games, chance to not have to worry about going on the road and winning somewhere you don't want to play, like Seattle or San Francisco. All those things are out there, but instead they come up empty and lame and Cousins has a bad game. Not to make an excuse for him, mm-hmm. because he played poorly, but he was under a lot of pressure, uncharacteristically under a lot of pressure most of the night. They didn't run a lot of play action, which is what the Vikings do. It's what Kirk Cousins does pretty well. 
I, watching the game, I just felt like the Vikings were kind of going through the motions on offense. And almost like, like was it a preseason game where you don't want to show too much? Oh, you know, or for a game that was a division on the line, that, that's what you yeah, felt I mean, like? I don't know. You know, because I'm trying to come up with a, a good analogy for what it was, why they played the way they did. And, and I, I keep going back to if you told me a football team doesn't practice for the entire week and then just shows up for the game, that's how they would play. I mean, offensively, that's how they would play. Defensively, they gave up. They got gashed on the ground. This is a pretty decent defense. It's like the, the Christmas week came and the Packers practiced for the game. The Vikings took the week off and showed up Monday. I mean, obviously, they didn't do that, how, but that's kind of the the difference in the level of play between those two teams. How big about the loss of, of Dalvin Cook not in that game? And, and, you know, he's an engine on that team. And I get Kirk Cousins after week four has played a lot better because he got called out early on in the season for not playing well, and he has played better. But Dalvin Cook is a big part of that team as well, and I think the the absence of that where you where you make them, yeah. you just make him you make that team one dimensional where Kirk Cousins has to be it. And the Packers were able to stop that down because Dalvin Cook, one of the best running backs in the league, one of the top three right, running backs all, in the all, league all, all, all year. So that was a big loss for them. Yeah, you know, the the thing what you found out last night about the Vikings is that what you want out of your franchise quarterback is that once in a while you need to win a game all by yourself. Right? This is what the Patriots count on Tom Brady to do. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Mostly when you're when you're paying a guy that kind of money, once in a while you gotta win a game all by yourself. Look, even Jimmy Garoppolo starting to do it now with the 49ers where they're not playing at their best level when he didn't do that earlier in the season. Totally. That's what you're expecting out of Kirk Cousins. Hey, dude, once in a while, you gotta win a game by yourself here when we need it. And he's got great numbers, right? He's gonna be a he's a thirty touchdown, ten interception. 4,500 yard a year quarterback, which are great numbers. Any team would sign up for those numbers in a second, but he's not a guy that when we need a big win, hey, we need three touchdowns and 350 out of you today, he's not going to do it. No, That's what you learned about him. Well, and and it's, uh, what is he now? 0-9 on Monday Night Football. The big games, even his lifetime record, when you talk about beating teams over 500, I just gave you the the Packers 8-1 uh, mark against teams with a winning record. That's not what he does, and I'm and I'm and I'm talking about Kirk Cousins, and that might have been the reason why Washington never committed to him, despite drafting him, despite watching every snap, every practice, they franchise tagged him twice, paid him a lot of money with the franchise tag, but refused to commit the kind of dollars. And when you think about it, he only got a three-year deal, right, with Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, and and all guaranteed money. But, they, but Washington would have no part of it. It says something that they saw. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Rob at Rob Parker, FS1, Jason Smith, Rob Parker in for Dan and the Danettes. We got more NFL on the way coming up next. Ryan Holland stops by, NBA analyst, as we preview Lakers, Clippers. We'll talk load maintenance. And are we going to see the stars actually on the court tomorrow on Christmas Day? That's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes today. Happy Christmas Eve, second day of Hanukkah as well. Really, Lakers Clippers Eve is what it is. I mean, is this, that what it is? This, look, there's going to be as long as everybody plays, and we're getting uh, late reports that LeBron is expected to play tomorrow. Right now, that they're both him and AD are listed as questionable. Oh, this is questionable. Right, but why Leonard should play? I mean, this is going to be the biggest game to look forward to since probably one of the Lakers Heat games. You know, early on in in the whole, you know, we had the the, the first Shaq against the Lakers Christmas Day game. Then you had the LeBron versus Kobe Christmas Day game. Can I think it was 2012. If there was no if there was no LeBron, AD, or Kawhi, what 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 would what would the response be in America on Christmas Day if those guys didn't? We'd be play? getting more Knicks games. Is that, is that what it's, <laughs> we wouldn't get that. No, that that's not going to happen. No, we're not. Yeah, I think the yeah the, the Knicks are just never going to be good again. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Joining us now on the hotline to preview the big day on Christmas Day. Oh, the big dog. Ten-year NBA vet, former L.A. Clipper, NBA analyst extraordinaire, and someone who I guarantee you is wearing less than $50 worth of clothes right now. It is Ryan Hollins. What's <laughs> happening, dude? How are you, man? What's up, brother? What's up? Good morning. <laughs> Hey, oh my God, dude! I think you missed your calling, man. We saw this story from Sam Amick in the Athletic uh, yesterday that, according to Uncle Dennis, uh, according to his report, Uncle Dennis, Kawhi Leonard's uncle, as it was asking teams for part ownership and a, and a private plane and a house and all kinds of perks to go sign. Dude, you should have done that coming out of school. You've been a trendsetter. Oh man, I don't know if the Ryan Hollins train was moving like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your your train probably derailed before you got there. I like how he oh, went third person though. I know. The Ryan Hollins train wasn't moving that way. <laughs> you, you guys, you know you get me on radio. You never know what you might get, man. You you know how we, you know how we get down, fellas. What do you think of this story with with, with all all the claims that Uncle Sounds, ben is supposed sounds to like sour grapes to me, but I want to hear what you have to say. Uh. I'm surprised that uh, the teams in free agency even leaked that. I, I, I hear, what, I definitely hear what you're saying, Rob. That was my first thought. That yeah. kind of what happens in free agency kind of stays there. Um, I am intrigued on if the Clippers did have to bend to that, and we can't assume uh, to say that they did or didn't. That that's not fair. Uh, fair to do, but I'm I, I'm really incredibly intrigued. On how this process went down was this was this more of a I don't want to join LeBron I don't want to go back to Toronto so I ultimately want to play with the Clippers so let me see what you guys are willing to to give uh, and but make no doubt this is going to raise a, an investigation or suspicions into the Clippers and what they were able to do to get Kawhi uh, now ultimately I believe and we always knew they were his favorite the Clippers were kind of clear cut. Uh, ahead, and they prepared themselves for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so I don't believe that they had to do anything. I don't ultimately know. I can't speak to that. But after what Kawhi went through and the way he really was king of the NBA, uh, dude, it doesn't surprise me one bit that he had these demands. And I, I can't say that if I wasn't Kawhi Leonard and I I, I, I got traded uh, left for dead and won a championship, I wouldn't ask for the whole house, man, ownership, uh, private plane, uh, you know, all these, all these things, too. And, you know, professional sports, these things, are these, those type of uh, assets aren't that far away for those type of players. You do what you have to do because you know what he means to your franchise. And, and, and Ryan, I'm with you. Uh, it, it's negotiation. You ask for the moon. You don't know what they might give you or come up with. But the other part is, don't forget, every time he, he moved, 
When he left San Antonio, he lost $40 million. When he went to Toronto, he lost 40 Do you know what I mean? He lost mm-hmm. a lot of money on, on moving around. Supermax. No doubt. So so that's why he couldn't get that deal. And uh, But this is, to me, sour grapes by the Lakers to leak this out. To put this out there, allegedly, no, allegedly, allegedly, but, allegedly. But this is what I, this is where I, I, I think. Where else would they get that story? How else would they know what was in negotiations? I'm just saying, allegedly by the Lakers, it comes off as sour grapes. Well, well, the big thing is, it's not about the Kawhi Leonard's. It's about the next Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Uh, and you do have to be careful how you respond or how you leak private information. I don't know how it happened, but somebody. Somebody gave it up or somebody, you know, it, it may have been so profound um, in the sense that you go, oh, can you believe, oh, he asked for this and this, and that's why he didn't go, ah, ah. I, I, And I know how these situations go. I remember uh, in Cleveland when I joined the team post-LeBron, and there was a big courtship in Cleveland for Dan Gilbert and everybody to keep LeBron. And there was such a disdain, not just from the fact that LeBron had left, but it was the eggshells that everybody had to walk on. And it was a frustration, and it just echoed through the entire uh, organization that you would be the guy fired if you were the chef and you messed up LeBron's eggs and you enraged him. You know what I'm saying? So everyone having to walk on those eggshells is what was frustrating. It wasn't necessarily that he left and that he kept the card so tight. So – now those same frustrations spill out. But the, the thin line between love and hate between Ryan Hollis and Rob Parker and Jason Smith starts to spill out, guys, when they don't show up. Well, what, wasn't that the deal you made with Cleveland when you requested a limousine and a bottle of champagne to and from every practice? <laughs> I think it, it came in the form of now and later. Now and later. An extra pair of tights and um, – and the, I got the deluxe room rather than the uh, the standard. Well, you could well, you could put the two beds together so that you can fit them. <laughs> yeah, I got the double beds. Okay. Right. <laughs> hey, what's the weirdest thing you heard either you yourself or somebody else ask for in a contract? Well, well, you know it's interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, and you know it stood out when it was told to me uh, the love of the game clause. Um. For those who don't know, maybe it's not as sexy as what you were looking for, Jason. Uh, but the love of the game clause means if I am signed to your team and I get hurt outside of a team uh, obligation, uh, I forget what's the kid from the Sonics. Uh, you remember, uh, you remember it, Rob Park, Rob, um, and he got hurt snowboarding. His contract can be voided right. because he was snowboarding. But if you have love of the game. You can go out and get hurt, perhaps, in a pickup basketball game, and your contract won't be voided. Right, right. Even though it's not Otherwise, a team, even though it's not a team-sanctioned uh, event. Teams, exactly. Right. To say, hey, we know this guy is, you know, working on his his game. So if he goes out and gets hurt, it's okay. You actually have to get that in the contract. You remember? Oh, Jay- that was uh, Rodmanovich, right? right? That yeah. was that yes, was Rod Rodmanovich. Yes. That's right. Okay. Remember, but you remember Jay Williams uh, with the Bulls was in a motorcycle accident. He was driving his motorcycle, and he was seriously injured. And the Bulls didn't have to give him any money. And if I remember correctly, they gave him a million dollars as a parting gift when they didn't buy buy a contract. Didn't have to give him anything. Yeah, 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 no, they they do not have to because it was not a team, uh, essentially a team event. So yeah, it's it, it, it's just intriguing. There's a lot of different elements. So 
you know, we know it. Obviously, let's say you try for less or a team goes, man, well, I only have I only have the mid-level or half the mid-level for you, which, at you know, my time with half of five, with 2.5 million, who knows what it's now, probably three, six, seven, half that mid-level. And they go, well, maybe we can take care of you in other ways, you know. So you, you do, you try to be creative in some of those circumstances, but it really hampers the teams because there's only so much that they can do. And like we saw what happened right out with uh, uh, Minnesota when they got Joe Smith, you know, they're just trying to do whatever they can get them. They're a small market team, but they got penalized heavily because they went outside of the CBA. Ryan Hollins with us here on the Dan Patrick Show, brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way in the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. All right, so, Ryan, if everything is equal tomorrow and Kawhi is playing and LeBron is playing and AD is playing, how does Lakers Clippers go? Uh, it'll be the Clippers. Uh, by, by five between five and ten, uh, the reason that I would say the Clippers is right now, Frank Vogel's put in a new system. New system, everything's new. The best thing that the Lakers are doing is they're getting it done defensively, but offensively they're that, they're not that great. So when LeBron and AD go against guys that are equally matched as far as talent wise, size wise, and they can't just overpower them, they're having problems right now. Not because they're bad players or bad basketball team. But now your execution is going to have to have to show out and prevail, and that's something right now that the the, uh, the Lakers are missing. And the Clippers, you know, Kawhi Leonard, the, the best part about him, he's a plug and play type of player. What I mean is, you you plug him in, he defends and he hits shots. You don't necessarily even have to run plays for him, and that comes from playing in San Antonio early in his career. They didn't run plays for him, and, and Kawhi figured out how to be effective without the basketball in hand. So. That's why he fits with the Clippers a lot more seamless than Anthony Davis and LeBron than the rest of that crew over there. How about the Lakers start? Obviously, most people were surprised. Schedule was a little soft earlier. Then they wound up beating some pretty good teams on the road. So uh, it's a legit start. But isn't it in the NBA uh, more about how you finish going ahead into the playoffs rather than how you start? Sometimes I think when you look at even what the Lakers did, they, they didn't even have the best – they were tied for the best record. And even the Clippers, who didn't have Paul George the entire year and Kawhi Leonard missing eight games, only had two losses le- – two wins less than the Lakers, and they had an unbelievable start. Yeah, no, no you're absolutely right. Um, I will say the one thing to the Lakers' credit, um, they've impressed me defensively. That's something that we didn't see coming. Especially the blocks, and- right? Absolutely, and they got well. Heck, well, heck, you get the White Howard by accident. That's just God's grace. Okay, they can't even credit credit for that. But when you go out and you defend, it patches up a lot of holes that we didn't see last year. And everybody kept trying to figure, what's wrong with the Lakers? What's wrong with the Lakers last year? They don't play any defense, guys. That's a big part. When you play defense, it allows you a buffer. Go ahead and watch Tom Brady. Tom Brady's going to slop his way to a, to a playoff win or two. Why? Because they're going to grind you out and they're going to defend, and that's what the Lakers—they have—they they become comfortable, comfortable with coming out and playing defense and winning games that, that, that the hard way. Now, obviously, they're going to lose some tough games. They're going to get to a point like against that Milwaukee game where you're going to live to fight again another day. We're going to give a push, and then if we don't have it, guys, we're going to chalk it up and go home because there's much more left in the season. But defensively, with that veteran squad, they got rolling. And what's interesting with the Lakers this year right now, opposed to last year and a couple other organizations, you don't see a lot of youth on that team. 
So that's why you get into grooves where veterans, you don't have to coach them up too much. They, hey, man, come out and do what you do. Jared Dudley, go stand in the corner, hit some threes. Avery Bradley, pick up full court. I know who you're going to be from night to night. And that's why the Lakers have had a lot of success. But they still have a lot to figure out. So the best is yet to come for this team. NBA analyst Ryan Hollins with us. You can follow him on Twitter, at the Ryan Hollins. That's at the Ryan Hollins. As always, my friend, appreciate your time. Happy holidays. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, appreciate it, Ryan. Hey, you guys sound amazing, man. Keep it up. I appreciate you for having me. All right, yeah, man. Take it easy. Great stuff there from Ryan Hollins. You know, here's why Ryan Hollins is a great dude, right? When he does Clipper talk, right, Clippers post game, okay, he's on TV. You know, my, my show is on after your show, after Odd Couple. Yes. And the game ends like around 1030 uh, our time. And so he comes on the air. He's got his phone with him. And so I'll send him a text. I go, dude, say hi to us by scratching the middle of your nose in the next segment. Or or, or, or scratch the top I'll of your head. You. And he always does it. Is that right? He always, in fact, one time he scratched the top of his head, and he did it like twice to make sure we saw it. And Jeannie Zalasco, who was doing the well, show like, with him, right? was like, are you okay? What's wrong? He's no, I'm good. I'm good. He's just scratching just well, scratch his head to say hi. Is that hi. dandruff? What yeah. is that? What's going uh, no, on? He's the best, man. No doubt. Uh, great stuff there from Ryan Hollins. And if you missed any of our celebrity interviews, whether it's Ryan Hollins or Softy Mail, earlier today from KJR. Softy, you might want to hear that again. I had to go Dude, after Softy. He's going he's gonna to want He's going to kick your ass, man. I'm telling man, you, there's going to be a fist I can't fight go to, going I'm on. going to Seattle in a couple of you weeks. You can't go there ever again after today. Not anymore. Wow. You're done. You're going to be in the plane, and they're going to go, there he is, seat 7G. Let's is. go get him with right. pitchforks. Uh, if you missed any of those interviews this week from Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, just go to the Dan Patrick app where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG, driving, performance. But, you know, the big topic between the Lakers and the Clippers the past week has been the revolving war around load maintenance. Right? Load, was, ma- load, load uh, what is it, management? Load right? management right. and load maintenance. And it's it's a bad name. I mean, I, I'm using it around my house now. But I said, what are we going to do today? I go, nothing. I, I, need, I need a load management day. I need, right. a load, I need a load maintenance day. I'm just going to sit on the couch and watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So. It was kind of fired off. Look, Kawhi Leonard has sat out a bunch of games. Doc Rivers was asked about the load maintenance situation, and he said, well, Clippers, we do what we do, and the Lakers, whatever LeBron wants. LeBron runs around and says, listen, when if I'm healthy, I'm playing. And with this, the guys that are, that are questionable, LeBron and AD, this is more injury preventative maintenance than it is load management. But the reason LeBron can stand up and say, hey, I'm playing, if I'm healthy, I'm playing, is because, make no mistake about it, last year, the entire year for LeBron James was load management. He comes to L.A., he's here for 12 hours, agrees to come to the Lakers, takes off on vacation. Comes back, doesn't really meet the media, never gets... No, he didn't never had a press conference. No, never had a press conference, shows up, never endears himself to his teammates. Remember the, is, remember is the is Blaze it, Pizza thing? He also oh, it was in he my said, neighborhood. I haven't had a pizza party or whatever, so all these people showed up. Hey, but he but he put it out there on his uh, he on said his social Cobra media. There Cobra were City, fans. right? They were, there were all out there. there. It was a hundred degrees that day. Oh, it was Kids were out there. And and what happens? Then his wife puts out a picture on Instagram of LeBron in the pool. Exactly. I'm not coming. Even though I said Blaze Pizza in Culver City, I'm not coming there. All right. His entire year has been. I'm here, and that's all that matters. When he gets there beginning of the year, he announces four business deals because he wanted Los Angeles. He wanted the Lakers for the brand as he's setting up his life post-basketball. But he kept every 
one of his teammates at arm's length. The young players never embraced him. He never embraced them. He only celebrated big plays with the veterans. When he broke the scoring mark, nobody really went crazy congratulating him. How many weeks was he out with a groin injury that was supposed to be day-to-day? And then he came back and said that, uh, what was it, playoff mode? Are you activated playoff mode? Yeah. And then they lost to the Suns, the Grizzlies, and the Hawks. And he was done. And it was all over. All of last year, both physically and mentally for him, was load maintenance. Because LeBron is about finals and winning championships. He knew last year wasn't a year for that. He knew the Lakers weren't talented enough that even if he finds a way to get them in the playoffs, they're just going to lose to the Rockets or Golden State because they they were both loaded. So I'm taking this year off. I'm going to save miles on my legs. And then when we get a team that I'm ready to embrace, then I'm ready. And I said it last year. You watch. When the Lakers get Anthony Davis in the offseason, LeBron is going to be reinvested. He's going to play at a Hall of Fame level like he's played with. And all the pundits and experts are going to go, boy, we shoveled dirt on LeBron James too soon. No, last year was a load maintenance year. So he's fresher this year. So he can play well in all yeah, of these it, games but and handle the ball a lot. That's what it's all about. He I, took an entire season of load maintenance. I get all that, but I still say in year 17, you just don't know. As we go, I think LeBron has overdone it from the standpoint of he had something to prove this year because they didn't make the playoffs. People talk bad about him. He didn't play defense often. Am I right? It was. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the video? That's probably one of the worst pieces oh, of Kuzma video. pushing him out Kuzma to play defense. To, play his, yeah. to, to get his man. Kuzma pushed him towards a, a guy with a ball. Like, like, dude, get out there. What are you doing? And, you yeah. know, that's how bad it was last year. There was another one where LeBron left his man wide open. And and the guy knocked down an open three, and LeBron put his hands up like, like what was that? No, that yeah. was your guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it look, it look, drinking wine on the sidelines. I mean, a lot of bad looks last there were, year. There were a lot of bad looks, and this year, I, I think he came out with like the vengeance to try to prove to people that no, he's not done. And he, for the most part, he's played. He's played really, really he's well. He's leading the league in assists. No, I, I mean, it. this is not what you expected. You, you know, look, LeBron. But we'll see how guard. long. We'll see how long it lasts. As far as, uh, you know, the M- father time is undefeated. And and people can act like you're going to play like that forever. 17 years is unbelievable. Right. Honest. But so you're gonna, the Lakers needed to start big because of all the disappointing seasons. The Clippers, hey, we got Kawhi, we got Paul George. All right, we can kind of motor our way to the playoffs and everything. They is know fine. that they're, they're going to make the playoffs. Right. right. The Lakers, because of the recent history they have in which they've been terrible, and last year where they told fans, be patient and let LeBron get into things, it never materialized. You can't say be patient again when you add Anthony Davis. Now you have two of the top five players in the NBA. So they needed this start. Well, they'll come back to the mean a little bit, and you will see some load-maintenance days disguised as well. LeBron's dealing with a tweaked hammy or a tweaked calf, or we're sitting him out this game. Uh, You'll see that, and they'll kind of come back to the pack a little bit. But they needed this start. Because they, they couldn't get out to a start where suddenly finger-pointing would happen. The fans and the media would get all uneasy, and there would be a lot of unrest. And whose fault is it? LeBron is not Kobe, and suddenly you're dealing with a lot of crap. So the Lakers needed that start right here. Fox Sports Radio, Jason Smith, Rob Parker, in for Dan and the Danettes. Coming up next, hey, it, it's not quite a Christmas Eve gift to me, but it's a Christmas Eve gift to all of us. We'll tell you about it coming up next, Fox. Wrangler makes cool jeans for guys who want to look and feel good. I was always a sweatpants guy myself over the years until I tried out a pair of Wrangler jeans, and now Wrangler is the way to go. I would actually wear it to to work out and get on the treadmill with my Wrangler jeans. Wrangler has great new styles you haven't seen yet with all the comfort you'd expect from Wrangler. 
Wrangler has jean styles to fit all kinds of men like our host and our guests. The jeans are great. I like the cowboy cut personally and the retro relaxed fit boot cut. That's the one I would go with, but there's plenty of choices. Wrangler is making jeans look great for a night out at the movies, the game. I've even seen some celebs rocking them at clubs. Wrangler has all the latest styles, straight leg, slim fit, tapered, premium washes. The jeans are versatile and comfortable. No matter the look you're going for, the mood you're in, they have what you want. They're timeless. They have all of today's most popular styles. Go to wrangler.com slash Patrick to find your new favorite jeans. Wrangler, wear with abandon. Once again, I invite you to go to wrangler.com slash Patrick to find your new favorite jeans. Wrangler, wear with abandon. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy second day of Hanukkah. Celebrating the holidays here at Fox. Jason Smith, Rob Parker. In for Dan and the Danettes today. As Rob Parker gets set for a full day of eggnog. Oh, yeah. Right after the show is over. Spiked eggnog. Is that what we're doing? Start chugging it. Well, I'll be back uh, a little later on tonight for the odd couple. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern. Chris Broussard's on vacation this week, but uh, we'll be holding it down. All right, very nice. And you got your show tonight, too, as well. Uh, right? No, no, this is, this is it. I'm you done. And then, done? Yeah, no. Now I get to go to dinner uh, tonight with my friends who do dinner on That's Christmas right, Eve. Which is very and all nice. they're going to do is say, dude, Adam Gase is crazy. And I'm going to say, oh, yes, now i got to talk about this for the entire night. Yes. That's how it goes. Uh, in sports, information is vital. It's no different when you're shopping for a car. That's why True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want. So when you're ready to discover, buy, or sell your next car, visit True Car. At least people aren't going to say to me, hey, dude, you said last night was going to be the Kirk Cousins game. No, no, that's no, gone because that it was right? Adam Gase Because Adam Gase uh, is going to trump your ridiculous uh. call for Kirk Cousins to do something he's never done in his <laughs> career. Is that it? <laughs> Manish Mehta, Jets insider with the New York Daily News, published this piece this morning in which Adam Gase is not portrayed in a very favorable light when it comes to the New York Jets. The Daily News learned that Gase has privately told people for months that the Jets fans, diehard fans, have never mattered to him. Oh, that's that's nice coming from a coach of a team in that city. Quote, I'm rich as blank has become Gase's go-to line since taking over. He's repeatedly said it to anyone that mentions the criticism this year. It's become his defense mechanism. According to a jet source, he is an insecure guy. So number one now, I don't care about the fans. Now this story is out and the fans already hate him, hate him more because you can never, you never take on the fans and win. No one can ever, as big a player or a coach as you are, you can never take on the fans and win. The fans will always win. I always say it. Yep. Don't take on the fans. Don't take on the media. And not only that, he's saying, I'm rich as blank. It's like, dude, what is... Oh, to rub people's God. faces in it, you don't have to say that. Uh, you, you you just don't say that to people who have to play... You know what? People give up hard-earned money. They're not making six figures. They're saving their money, right, to go buy tickets to go to games. That's what they do. And then you're going to rub my face in it on how rich you are and you don't give mm-hmm. a damn about us. And I'm, when I say that, I mean fans thinking that 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 you don't give you don't care. 
Uh, Gay, according to the report, Gase has also said behind closed doors that his give a blank meter is low since he's got enough money in the bank now because of this oh, nice. deal with Christopher wow. Johnson, who signed him, who said in the middle of the season, Gase is our coach this year and next year. Oh, really? Oh, I'm Jets, yo. This is such a typical, this is so totally Jets. This is your Here team. on Christmas Eve, the Jets can't have nice things. And we get this story on Christmas Eve that just reinforces knowing that Adam Gase is a bad coach. Is this coal in your stocking? Is that basically what this is? Well, the, the only silver lining is now, is this the Christmas gift in which the Jets now have to reassess that he's the guy for the team and they make a different decision in the offseason? Or is this, hey, guess what? Blank you because you're stuck with Adam Gase for at least one more year. I got a text from a former executive in sports. Not not like, I'm not saying what sport of who he is. Okay, what did Mike Tannenbaum say? About that. <laughs> and basically, uh, what, did know, Wayne, what did Wayne Fonts tell you? Yes. <laughs> and basically, I said to this executive that he should be fired. And that executive said to me, spot on. Like, that is as bad. You want to talk about PR? You want to talk about PR for an organization and have to deal with your fans and have a coach and, and have this hit the. The uh, daily news for everybody to read and everybody around the country. It's a bad look. And where are the Jets? Where's the comment? Where's the, Are they going to ignore this? Can you ignore this, Jason? No, you Jason? can't. You can't, you he, can't ignore but this. But he's going to not have a press conference. And when he does, he'll have his hat really low. The lower his hat gets on his head, the more pissed Adam Gase gets. He's got that hat really, really low looking at tacos as they're flying around. The bottom line is he's not a good coach, and he believes so much in what he does, which is great, but he's also someone that doesn't believe in bending at all. And when you go from being fired as a head coach because you didn't win enough games, you got blown out in games. Well, he doesn't give a blank because he's rich. But when you go from being fired because you don't win enough games and the players don't like you, and then you see players like Ryan Tannehill doing so well not around Adam Gase – and you get another job right away, you're never going to have any self-reflection that, okay, maybe I need to change a little bit the way I do things. No. According to Manish made this report, he's not going to change the way he does things. And how is that going to work for the Jets? They're still 6-9. and nine. Sam Darnold in the offense has not come along at all, and he's found a way to take the best running back in the NFL and not use him. I'm sorry, but even if you don't like to feature running backs, you got to find a way to get Le'Veon Bell the football more. But he's been a guy that in the offseason now, if Adam Gase is going to be the coach, yeah, they have to trade him because they may as well get something for him if they're not going to use him. I mean, what team has the best player in the game at their position and says, nope, I'm not going to use him? Adam Gase is a bad coach, I got and it. I'm stuck with him. And you know what? Maybe we should – that T-shirt we're talking about for Adam Gase. Oh, I, I, can, I'm can, rich as blank. No, it should be now. I'm rich I'm rich co-tight as blank. Oh, that should be the T-shirt. I'm rich co-tight as blank. <laughs> One of my buddies sent me that. That's pretty funny. Look, here's another part of, of the column about how the team views him as a glorified offensive coordinator. He doesn't even participate in the defensive side of practice. There's been practices this year where when the defense is doing things, he's got his back turned to the field, he's talking to the offense, and there's times where the defense is still practicing and Gase has left the practice field. The team is looking at Greg Williams as their de facto leader. The defensive players look at Greg Williams as a de facto leader. And why are the Jets playing okay? The defense is keeping them in all of these games. You know, and Sam Darnold has played better, but Sam Darnold's not throwing for four touchdowns a week. This is a defense that has no play 
playmakers. They can't cover anybody. They can't. They don't have any running, any linebackers that make plays. They can't get to the quarterback, and still they're shutting teams down and forcing turnovers. And this is why the team is winning. And and to see Adam Gase be continued to allow to operate when when these are the stories that you. This is not the first you've heard stories like this. This is the third or fourth. But this is stories really, in the this past is really, few weeks. This is really bad. It rubs the fans' face in it. And uh, if the Jets, New York Jetropolitans, don't come out and try to, like, squash this or, you know what I mean, or, or have Adam Gates stand up there and, and talk about his respect for the fans and people, you know, pay their hard-earned money, even though I don't believe that they will. No, that's not it's the a, Jets' it's way. A, it's, a, it's a bad look for the Jets and for Gates. I mean, seriously, going forward. But at least to put the spin on this is that – Sometimes this is why I exist, because my sports teams are futile, and they never win. And so if your team is having a bad time— At least they're consistent. Right. I I don't expect a lot, because I know it's going to go. But I'm here for you. I'm here for everybody, because you can say, listen, my team's not playing well. They've not been— had a good last couple of seasons. I don't like the head coach. I don't like the manager. I don't like my quarterback. I don't like who my outfield is. Just realize that you're rooting for teams that are better than mine. And, and, you know, it's always nice to know that there's someone below you that's having a more miserable uh, uh, sports existence. And that makes you happy. So I'm here for that. It's a good Christmas wish for it you. It is a good I'm, Christmas I'm here wish. for that. And uh, I hope you and your family have a great Christmas. Enjoy your family. You got the big Christmas Eve dinner tonight. Hopefully I'm open a bunch of good gift cards tomorrow. Exactly. And, and you're Me getting too. gift cards as well. I'm good with the gift cards. I'll go out and get what I want. <laughs> I know what I want. <laughs> For Rob Parker, I'm Jason Smith. Twitter at How About a Fresca. Rob at Rob Parker FS1. Rob back at it later on today. Happy holidays. This is Fox Sports Radio. During the season of giving, we'd like to offer you a little something special, and all we're asking in return is a few moments of your time. We need you to complete a short survey because your opinion matters to us and helps support the show. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and if you're one of the first people to do it, we'll give you a reward in return. Just go to podcast1.study, and everything will be right there for you. That's podcast1.study. The first 150 people to complete the survey will get a $10 gift card to Amazon.com. All of our shows are supported by advertisers, so filling this out will really help us. So please go to podcast1.study, and as always, thank you for supporting the show. And happy holidays from all of us at Podcast One.